another episode of Think Out Loud, Minds in the Mic, where we talk about life, school, and whatever comes to mind, providing a platform for our ideas. I'm your host, your speaker, your friend, Marco Burido. With that out of the way, let's start talking. So, we all know we have this uh, social issues all around the world, but there's one particular thing that I need to talk about not necessarily me but we need to talk about here in the philippines so there has been this issue going around that our president is against press freedom is against critics of his own administration and some people thoroughly believe that and some people just think that those people who believe that is wrong but that's an issue for another day. What we're talking about today is an issue that will affect us right now if it is not fixed properly, if we do not do the right thing or we do not convince the, our government to do the right thing. And it is the Anti-Terror Bill, Anti-Terrorism Act of 2020. So before we talk about the topic, of the problem because there's a lot of problems if you want to see the timeline go to the description below and see my different discussion in this issue we have three problems actually in this law but right now i just want to provide the exposition what is this law about what is the anti-terrorism act of 2020 well according to according to the law it is trying to repeal the Human Security Act of 2007, or also known as the Republic Act Number 9372. Uh, this act is supposed to add the human security to this, to our country, to the Philippines. Because first, the terrorism in the Philippines is rampant, and we need to fight against it. So, what does the Anti-Terrorism Act of 2022? Because if you read it, there are some law parts of it that is exactly similar to the first law which is that is that's how it's going to be because it is just trying to repeal the 2007 act so what does it bring to the table it brings harsher penalty towards terrorists it also allows the government to wiretap and whether you're an accessory or an accomplice you will be you will serve 12 years in prison and that is basically one of the prominent things so it gives the law and the government a harsher bite so to speak a harsher bite towards the terrorist group which is actually very important if you watch the news in the philippines you can see there's a rampant amount of terrorism in the philippines and we actually and we need to realize this that we actually have a terrorism problem in the philippines so let's tackle the problems so again we have three problems go to the timestamps below to see it so we have three problems first the law is too vague second problem actual terrorism and the third problem i will tackle later so let's go to the first problem what is the first problem the first problem is the law is too vague what they mean by the law is too vague, it's specifically stated in there that all the actions of the people, you know, the terroristic actions, you know, all of this breaking public properties, murder, all of that, if you look at 
2007, the Act of 2007, yeah, it actually states all the pro- possible things or the possible crimes that can be considered as terrorism. If you go to the Section 3 of Terrorism of the 2007 Act, and this is the Human Security Act of 2007, it says here, Section 3, Terrorism. Any person who commits an act punishable under any of the following provisions of the revised penal code, it could be mutiny in the high seas or in the Philippine waters, rebellion or insurrection, murder, kidnapping and serious illegal detention, crimes involving destruction, kuptietat, forgive me for the pronunciation, crime involving destruction, the law on arson, toxic substances, and hazardous and nuclear waste control, atomic energy regulatory and liability, anti-hijacking, anti-piracy, and anti-highway robbery law, decree codifying the law on legal and unlawful possession, manufacturing, dealing, acquisition, or disposition of firearms, ammunition, or explosive. So, and this law is very clear on what the ter- terrorism is and what it considers terrorism. So, if you're a murderer, then you could be a terrorist as well. They could make a case against you that you're a terrorist. Especially if in, the, in part B you have the rebellion insurrection, of course, that is terrorism. Terrorism is anti-government. It's anarchist. So, that's a, a particular problem in this new act that the people are saying the argument is the law is too vague. And so what? What's the problem with the law being too vague? Well, it it incites two problems actually. One is the possible problem is that it may falsely falsely identify people as terrorists. It may, this is saying that the law has no ill intent towards the people and just wants to fight against terrorists. But it is too vague that it will falsely falsely identify you as a terrorist. However, there's a second problem, and this is somewhat of a topic that people are really going to. This problem is to shut the press in criticizing the president's administration. Not even the press, even the people who are protesting. So, those are the two problems. False identification as terrorists and to stop the criticism of the administration of the president. So, what does the first problem cause? What is the repercussion of the first branch of the issue of the lobbying too vague? Well, to be falsely identified or accused of being a terrorist will infringe on your rights. What sort of rights? I can, I can just say that it is an infringement on my rights, but I can't really state rights. Well, this is the right. So go down below if you want to research yourself. And again, as a disclaimer, I am not a lawyer. Well, I am planning to be, but I am not a lawyer. I am just, just a, an opinion of a campus journalist and comment down below what you think. So. To be falsely identified as a terrorist will infringe on your rights, such as first, this is, a, this is not a right but a law, the anti-wiretapping law. So, according to Act Number Four Two Zero Zero or the anti-wiretapping law in the Philippines, you are not allowed to wiretap. The government is not allowed to wiretap. But according to the Section 16 of this Anti-Terrorism Act, that the government can wiretap as long as you are identified as a terrorist. So, that poses a major problem because again, it is a law that 
you cannot bar tap. If you're falsely identified, then it shows the problem in the government as well as it infringes on your right to not be wiretapped by the government. So, so yes, according to this, surveillance of suspects and interception and recording of communication. The provision of the Republic Act number 4200, otherwise known as anti-wiretapping law, to the contrary, notwithstanding law enforcement agent or military personnel may upon a written order of the Court of Appeal secretly wiretap. So it means that if you're identified by the law that you're a terrorist, even though you're not because we're gonna tackle why the law is too vague, it can cause problem. So I can say, well, the law is too vague. How do you mean that the law is too vague? There's tons of senators, senators to read the law and it's, it has three readings, remember. So how is the law too vague? Well, if you look at section 4 in the law, and it is very important to look at the law itself. If you want to see the, the law yourself or see the PDF of the law, you can go down in the description below and I will put the PDF down below so you can check it for yourself as, because as Filipinos and as people, we need to read our own laws so we do not remain ignorant in our society. So. According to this, after it states, it states all of the clear terroristic acts, it also says in line 12 in the section 4, when the purpose of such act by its nature and context is to intimidate the general public or a segment thereof, create an atmosphere or spread a message of fear, to provoke or influence by intimidation the, by intimidation, the government or any of its international organization or seriously destabilize or destroy the fundamental political, economic, or social structure of the country or create a public emergency or seriously undermine public safety. So that's a one thing that is very important to consider because once you say that by its very nature and context, people will say that this is referring to activism. Well, activism wants to change something in the government not for the worst not for the destruction of society as we know it but for the betterment of the people if you dig down to the activists who really want change you can see that there are good motivation and not to destroy the government but to better it however if you say the fundamental political economic or social structure of the country people will say that this can be whatever the government say it could be. If Duterte or, or any president says that their law is a fundamental political structure of the country then, and then you actively oppose it, then you can be falsely identified as a terrorist. And that's the second problem. But however, let's go back to the first problem is the false identification of people will cause infringement. So number one is anti-wiretapping law. So that's section 16, as, as we read earlier, that's section 16. Next is in the Philippines con Philippine Constitution of 1987. This is the most recent Philippine Constitution. So, how does this infringe our rights as Filipinos? Well, according to, the, to section 6 of the Article 3 with, of the Constitution, which is the Bill of Rights, this law will prohibit movement, will prohibit people from moving from one place to another which is very important if 
you identify a terrorist to be able to go from point A to point B without having the government at his back because of course you want surveillance on those terrorists because they pose a serious threat to the national security. So section 16 article 3 of the Bill of Rights, freedom of movement. If you are not a terrorist, this could possibly infringe on your rights to freedom of movement. If we look at the constitution, and again, I'm just gonna say this again and again, you can go down below to check the things that I'm reading. So section 6, the liberty of abode and of changing the same within the limits prescribed by the law shall not be impaired except upon lawful order of the court. Never shall the right to travel be impaired except in the interest of national security, public safety, or public health, as may be provided by law. So, if we think of this, if you're a terrorist, you are not subject to this law. You are not subject to the freedom of movement. You are not subject for the freedom to not be impaired to travel. Because, it says, except you are an exception if you're a terrorist you're not you are an exception because you are a threat to the national security public safety and quite possibly the public health so if you are not a terrorist this infringes on your right to movement your right to go from point a to point b freely and to be able to converse to people privately through your phone because again they're gonna infringe on your right to not be wired up by the government and your right to free movement and that's not all you have another law that can be infringed another right that can be infringed which is in the bill of rights it is your privacy of communication that is a very basic thing it is the freedom of communication between two persons and how is that a infringement so if we look at the first law the anti-wiretapping law you're not you're not gonna be able to privately communicate or correspond to other people Just look at this in section 3 first part first one the privacy of communication and correspondence shall be inviolable except upon lawful order of the court or when public safety or other order requires otherwise as prescribed by law so also look any evidence obtained in violation of this or the preceding section shall be inadmissible for any purpose in order in any proceeding so if the government falsely identify you as a terrorist got information from you that you supposedly is a terrorist then that's very wrong if you're not a terrorist because of course it's gonna infringe in your privacy of communication and that's in a bill of rights not only in the data privacy act which is another problem here according to the Data Privacy Act of 2012, Section 12, the using of private information, which is, can be obtained through wiretapping, should need the consent of the person. And again, there's an exception if you're a true terrorist because this Data Privacy Act can be disregarded if in Part E, Part A, the consent, in Part E, the national security an emergency or the public safety this is very important because if you think about it without the law you're not gonna have a privacy of your information so without privacy of information then you no longer have the rights to be an individual towards the law and it is very important because it also is in the bill of rights it is part of being a filipino part of a being of being a person you have the freedom of having your data private so 
And that's not only the problems that it may bring. You could research yourself and see there there are more problems that this could bring up if the law is too vague and it can falsely identify you as a terrorist. So now this is another issue that people are trying to make with the law being too vague. And this issue is about the law being intentionally vague so the president could silence the media, press, critics, protesters, or activists of his administration. So what's the problem with that? Well, the problem with that is its infringement of the Bill of Rights again. So if you falsely are identified as a terrorist because you are a protester and you're protesting a law that the government deemed to be a fundamental part of society or societal structure or politics or economic which is if you look at it it's not and there might be some law like that well then if you oppose that you can be falsely identified as a terrorist so what will that result to well it can result to the infringement of the section 4 of the bill of rights in the philippines no law shall be passed abridging the freedom of speech of expression or of the press or the right of the people peaceably to assemble and petition the government for redress of grievances. So, if you are not happy with the law and you think this will pose a imminent danger to the people, well, you have the right to peaceably assemble and petition. But if the government doesn't want that, well, that's infringement on the human rights. Human, ah, and people are saying this because they said and they believe that the president our president right now has no regard for human rights because with all of the EJK, the ABS-CBN problem, all of that, there's, there shouldn't be any law prohibiting the freedom of speech or freedom of the press. So that is an important thing because if you think about that, the law is very crucial for an individual. So if we think about it really hard, there shouldn't be anything that prohibits us from telling to the government that we are not at peace by their law and we think that it is a infringement of human rights and or we are grieved by the law itself so what will it bring so again I already talked about how they believe that the president has no regard for human rights and especially when the ABS-CBN is being shut down with his past statements as ABS-CBN won't get their franchise renewed well that is the reason one of the reasons they believe that Duterte is trying to shut the public up because he has a past history of doing that well this will bring a chilling effect what is a chilling effect well to see the definition just go to the link below but to put it simply chilling effect is to just go to the good side of the government or to, to, to go to the good side of a particular group so you won't be hurt the problem with this is a system without critiques will not work a person without full of yes men will not grow so this will cause a chilling effect meaning there's no true freedom there will be discrimination of facts and people that will allow the government to pick and choose what is true and what is wrong which will control your freedom to believe things so next so that's the first problem and that is a very dangerous problem but there's a next Second problem, actual terrorism. Well, actual terrorism has two problems as well. Actually, one serious problem and the second is the trigger. So, number one is the excessive number of terrorist groups in the Philippines. And number two is the 2017 Maute incident. And not just, not just that, but 
that is a very publicized event. So, number one, first branch. It is not normal to have an extensive amount of terrorist group in your country. If I were to ask you to name the terrorist group in your country and you are able to say to me at least four, that is not normal. That is not a good thing. It means that you have a serious terrorist problem. Well, that is one of the serious problems in the Philippines. We have, just to name a few, Abu Sayyaf Group, ASG, which is the ASG, MILF, the Maute in 2017, the CPP, NPA, the New People's Army, Bangsamoro Islamic Freedom Fighters, BIFF, or the ISIL, which is a terrorist group which I meant a lot of other terrorist groups pledge allegiance to, alliance. So, that is not a normal thing to have. And if you think that having a tons of terrorist group in your country is good, well, that is a problem. Because if you think about that, terrorism is anti-government. Destroying the government will just result to additional problems. So, let's tackle a few of those. So, according to the gov.uk, they cited three prominent or notable incidents in the Philippines. And this, this is not 10 years ago, this is not 12 years ago, this is just less than a year ago. More, yes, less than a year ago. According to them, June 28, 2019, a dual suicide attack on a military base in Danan in Sulu province killed three civilians and three military personnel, as well as two attackers, as further two people were injured. If you go to the 2007 act, you can see that the murder is terrorism. So this is an actual terrorist attack, especially in January 27, 2019, 27 people were killed and many more injured as the result of a bomb attack at the Roman Catholic Cathedral on Jolo Island in Sulu Province. Next is in December 31, 2018, an IAD exploded at the entrance of the South Seas Shopping Mall in Cotabato, killing two people and injuring many more. This is a very serious thing, especially when you consider Maute where 10, not 10, 100 people were killed. So this is a very serious problem in Philippines and that we need to tackle and the law allows the government to stop those problems and to lessen their power so but there's a more bigger problem in this situation there's a bigger problem and what is that well that is why this law why are we talking this law and not the COVID why are we talking this law and not the pandemic because as of May 16 of 2020, because this fact is very crucial, 26,420 people in the Philippines have COVID. The GCQ, if you look at the chart, the GCQ has caused additional illnesses or the sicknesses to spike up. And you can see another situation like that if you go to my past video on COVID-19. So next is the unemployment rate is jumped to 17.7%. In the Philippines according to the trader economics trading economics so this is a serious problem because people are dying what I said is why would you fight for the freedom of the people if those people who are you, you are fighting for will die because of an illness so this is a really tough situation because and this is the conclusion this is the conclusion and uh, you can comment down below your thoughts on the actual terrorism problem and your problem with the government tackling this law before the COVID-19. 
But this is a very tough situation because my conclusion is it's a tough situation where we need to revise and remake the anti-terrorism act to stop the excessive terror groups in our country and also do not allow it to infringe on our rights. But we also must put the virus in the forefront of our law. So one of my possible solutions is to strengthen hospitals, DOH, and other sectors that will provide the needed help for the people while in the background is remaking the anti-terror bill. So this is a situation where the government doesn't go on, on top. It's a situation where the government will lose in every situation, if they remake the law, the people will say, why are you focusing on this law? If they jump the law, the terror groups will be encouraged. If you pass the law, you infringe on human rights. So it's a very tough problem. So put your solutions down below also and sh- put your thoughts down below also. And that's all and comment down below what you think of this entire problem. Comment down below what you think, like and subscribe and share this to your friends if you really want to have a conversation about this and that's all thank you this is mark rebolido and for think out loud minds on the mic signing out